for that. And get, we'll get a nice little podcast in here, get some people something to listen to until um, until the race. So you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. All right. So here we go in five, four, three, two. All right, boys and girls, we are back with a regular edition of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. I got Billy Bradley on the line. I got Rob Lopes on the line. And, boys, I tell you what, uh, you know, Billy, you remember back when we were thinking about when we were going to have this podcast and what are we going to do, a Monday, Tuesday? My schedule <laughs> didn't really work with a Monday. And we were like, man, I guess we can record it later in the week. Nobody else records then. Anyway, and Billy Bradley, lo and behold, Probably the smartest thing you and I ever did. Of course, it was just all ship line luck because we didn't have any idea. But um, there is so much stuff to talk about in the NASCAR world after the race goes on, business-wise, moving-wise, you know, sponsor-wise, all this kind of stuff. And it's we have never, ever, ever run out of a topic to, to speak about. And even though there was not a race this past Sunday in the NASCAR uh, circuit, there, there was an IndyCar race, and there was certainly news to come out of this week. And we had a special podcast um, during the week with Rochelle Boykin and uh, our buddy Jimmy Wags, both African-Americans. Jimmy Wags, a longtime fan of the sport. Rochelle Boykin became a fan. Uh, Rob, Rochelle Boykin, as you may remember, became a fan of NASCAR 2014 when the the Daytona 500 was delayed so bad. She was watching it out in California. Saw Dale Jr. and you boys win and um, became a Dale Jr. fan that day. Big-time sports fan, big-time NASCAR yeah, fan. I remember. Had a on to talk about it. Um, what do you think about their perspectives, Rob Lobes, getting to hear it from two African-Americans, that uh, race fans that uh, spend a lot of money in the sport? Well, I, I've, been, I've been trying to take a broad scope of this and – there's not, and I'm, I'm just going to give a disclaimer right now. When, I, when we speak about this topic, I'm not defending anyone. I'm not condoning any behavior whatsoever. I'm just trying to take a unique view of it. Sure. Um, not one of us out there, even the holier-than-thou folks that seem to be extremely critical on social media, have not ever, not once, have somebody not said something that they regret, no matter what it is. Absolutely. And Absolutely. A unique, a unique perspective of this is Kyle Larson would have been better saying MF her yeah. than he would have been using the word that he chose. Yeah. Right. Now, I've heard that. And the other thing that I found interesting is people really focused on hard R at the yeah. end of the word. Yep. Which, which struck me kind of funny because does it make a difference? That's yeah. my first question. Does it really make a difference? The second thing I thought about was just environment. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened What happened was it was a live feed. He's on a mic. It's an open mic, and you can hear what these guys talking to each other. He wasn't yeah. aware of that he was on an open mic. Now, as far as the repercussions happened, it would have been the same thing had he said it over the radio sitting in a race car going around a racetrack. Sure. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Now, my my the th- the thought that occurred to me was was he a little more lax? <clears throat> was he a little more lax? And being he wasn't in quote unquote his office, that he was sitting at home and he's just saying and he's just talking. Now, yeah. I don't think he meant, and I'm just saying, I don't think he meant it as a slur toward any one person. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Just, hey, man, you know, like, hey, dude, hey, brother, hey, this, hey, that. And like I said, I'm not making light. I'm not defending. I'm trying to gain perspective and trying to understand how this happened. You know what well, I'm you, saying? Yeah, it's like, interesting. Like, he, because... like, he, was, like, he, was in, like he, he wasn't sitting in a race car. He wasn't wearing a fire suit. You know, he wasn't, his head wasn't, okay, I'm in work mode. He was sitting in his house, sitting in a damn video game rig, and he was talking shit to one of his buddies or whomever. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying right or wrong. Poor choice. Very poor choice. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get the idea of where this comes from. And if he had, if he had said it with an A instead of an R, does that make it better? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I'm just trying to gain perspective here 
Because all of us have said something somewhere along the line that we have regretted saying or that, man, I shouldn't have said that at this point, you know, or I shouldn't have said this particular word to this particular person or out loud. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't under, like, well, I'm not going to say I don't understand. I do understand. It's, it is not a good, it is not a good word to use. It is, but, and I just thought of this just now. Does the MF or word, is it worse? Is it better? Or is it just different? Well, you bring up you know good what I'm points and, and stuff, and this is exactly why I have Rochelle and Jimmy Wags on, because quite, quite frankly, you know, Billy, if I listen to the Dale, Gen- Dale Jr. download, those guys touched on the subject, and they said, um, you know, that uh, the word shouldn't be a part of their vernacular and all that kind of stuff, which is true. But they, right. they weren't able to go in-depth like you are when we have somebody like Jimmy and Rochelle's perspective in here. That Rochelle, the very first thing she said was, I was shocked because he used the hard R. And right. that was hurtful. You know, that, that was like, that was right. Jimmy White. I mean, that was hurtful. You know, it's, it's not right if you don't use the hard R, but at least if I, I think it, there is some subtlety, Rob, to get to your question. There's some, some subtlety where it still would have been shocking, but the hard R is just an absolute positive no. And even if you don't use the hard R, you you need to be checked because that doesn't need to be a part of your vernacular either. But but it's just it's it, it. This is why I wanted to have Rochelle and Jimmy Wags on earlier in a special thing, so that everybody can understand the, the perspective and the reason why this wouldn't come out. And I, I'm very proud of of Jimmy Wags, who came out and said, "Hey, I've said that word before. You know, it's it's something that you know." My culture has kind of taken over as something that, you know, nobody else can say it but us. He said, but quite frankly, I see now where if somebody hears me utter that word, it almost makes it okay. And I said, not almost, Jimmy. If you're using that word, then it's okay. And Jimmy's credit, he's like, hey, I want to do my best not to say that word and to move on from that because I want to be a good example to um, to my friends, my family, and the community. And I, I don't want this to happen again. And I, I thought that was a uh, an awesome, you know, perspective. I'm glad to hear it from them. Uh, and, and and people just – it's funny how people just re- react without taking some time to think about it. And, and, and that's what this – the point of this whole thing is. The point of, of him losing his sponsors and being suspended, it, it's like, hey, okay – Kyle Larson's going to have to learn a hard lesson. And I guarantee you, Kyle Larson's a good guy who is going to get this lesson and he's going to learn it and he's not going to make this mistake again. But quite frankly, uh, as as a society, we should all be doing the same thing and doing some reflecting. Billy Bradley, you, uh, we've had this conversation with, with Jimmy Wags before and with Rochelle Boykin. You've been uh, on the Internet. We both saw you know, what happened when Jeff Gluck posted his um, – all Jeff Gluck did was post – what the World of Outlaw statement said. The World of Outlaw statement said he is suspended until, uh, until he takes his course. Uh, his team is not suspended. When he is done with his uh, taking his course to the satisfaction of our body, uh, he will be able to race again. And NASCAR basically said That's the same the, thing. The um, exact same thing NASCAR had said, you know. He's yeah. suspended until he takes the – the classes that they sustain to take, like, I mean, it's the same punishment. People are just looking at it in two different eyes that, okay, the World Outlaws are allowing him to race. No, they're not allowing him to race right now until he yeah. takes the classes. So it's the exact right. same punishment. The only difference is his cup cars were sponsored by million-dollar companies <laughs> yeah. that had to step in and make a difference because it was going to come down to hurt them as a, a business owner. Billy, you say you say it's funny, but it's absolutely true. There's only one difference. There's only one difference. The problem with that difference is it's it's counted by the millions. Uh, his little yeah. Sprint Cup team, a Sprint Dirt Cup. I don't even like that shit, Billy. His little Dirt Team, World of Outlaws shit. I mean, it, it ain't near the budget of going big time cup racing. Big time cup racing is the pinnacle 
I mean, that's that's the absolute pinnacle, and there is zero chance in hell, and I mean zero chance in hell, that a sponsor will have somebody utter that word who caters to a national absolute audience. You'd have to be the dumbest fucking company on the planet to not to, to, to continue to sponsor that person. You have to cut ties immediately. Can you go back? Sure, you can go back. But, but quite frankly, if you do go back, you're absolutely opening yourself up to protests and all these other sorts of things, rightfully so. Do we need to give Kyle Larson a second chance? Yes. But I'm not spending millions of dollars on Kyle Larson right now when I need to go in a different direction. I don't need that shit for my business. If I sponsor Jimmy Wags in his little carburetor cup and he says something dumb, why would I want to bring attention to my business in a negative spotlight, especially in these days and age? Really, I'm, as soon as this thing happened, you and I chatted, and I said, he won't, he, he won't race again in NASCAR in 2020. I, I, there was no yeah. way in hell he was going to. We knew that immediately. To see some fans of this sport think that this is crazy, that he's been suspended and he's lost his ride, just tells you just how out of fucking touch a lot of people are in this goddamn country, and it's sickening, to be bluntly honest with you. Here's a kid who went through the Drive for Diversity program, and he throws that word around like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like he's going fishing. And, and the fact of the matter is, there's not one sponsor who wants to spend one. There may be some sponsors of, you know, maybe the, uh, uh, the Antifa assholes, uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe whoever the opposite of Antifa is uh, would, would want to sponsor or something like that. But there is no company in America that wants to be associated with something like that. It, it, it immediately has to cut ties. Now, we saw... The, re- the, the reaction, all the sponsors stayed in the sport, Billy, which I think is very, very, very important. All the sponsors stayed in the sport. They had a reason to get out. They could have gotten out, but they did not. They chose to exercise their conduct clause with that specific driver. They stayed with Chip Ganassi Racing, and they stayed with NASCAR. To me, that is a positive and healthy sign of this sport. Nobody wants to get out of this sport. It was still worth the investment. Now, they, they may have a much lower payment billy bradley you know they put ross chastain or somebody in the car they're not paying kyle larson money they're not paying young money exactly. in that car but they're staying in the sport i think that's a very positive thing rob lopes i want to ask you right now you're on uh, let's say those guys that are over there pitting for him and all this kind of stuff if chip ganassi racing loses 50 percent of their sponsorship money and i'm just throwing this out there they lose 50 percent of their sponsorship money but their cost and their people are staying the same we know for a fact that the people on Spire Motorsports, those, those, that front left tire, that front tire carrier ain't making the same money as they are over there on the 42. Um, what, what, Correct. What, what's it, any idea whatsoever the kind of impact that they lose if they if they were to lose 50 percent of their funding would have on their team? Do you think they would keep that team intact and do the best they can? Or you, I mean, could this could there be other things that happen? Um, you know, coming down the line to to team to team members about this. Well, it, and you've already said it. We are a very we are a sponsorship driven sport. Um, and Chip was Chip was put in a position. He was he was he he was put in a position to make a decision because of what was happening with the sponsors and it basically came down to we're done with Kyle and if you choose to keep him in the car then we're not going to be there. Yeah. Well now it's a business decision on his part. Yeah. Now, like Billy's brought up, NASCAR imposed their sanctions on him or or their punishment. This is what it's going to take for you to drive in the cup series. Yeah. Okay? But once you got the once you got corporate America involved in it, that changed the dynamic for Genesee Racing. Yep. Now, you lose you lose that sponsorship money, which is in obviously in the big millions, probably tens of millions. You lose that money. Now all of a sudden, your company is in trouble. Yeah. Because you've got people that are employed for that car. You've got people that yep. you have in the shops to help build that car. Well, if that car goes away, you don't need those people. Yeah. Okay. You, you got to make so, cuts somewhere, and uh, where are those cuts going to come? <laughs> right. Precisely. Where 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 are you going to make the cuts? You're going to you're going to have to make the cuts in people because now you're a one car team. You don't need two cars worth of people. Yeah. So that changes that changes everything. Immediate. So Chip Ganassi Chip Ganassi does what he needs to do for his company. 
now. You brought up another interesting point as, okay, now you don't have a premier driver sitting in the seat like Kyle Larson. Now, you, now obviously, Ross Chastain is a very – is probably the leading candidate, one, because he's already employed by yeah. CGR. He's just on loan. He, he's been on loan to us. Yeah. So – you put him in a seat, is he a proven winner? Not in the Cup Series. No. Yep. He's not. So does that change the, dy- the dynamic for the 42? Absolutely does. It yeah. definitely changes their, it changes their performance position. Okay. So does that change where, how much sponsorship money is coming in? Maybe not right away. It might yeah. down the road. I mean, and, and, again, that's a contract thing that there's people smarter sure. than me that do that, and I don't yeah. know the ins and outs. Yeah, and none of us do. But, We're, I'm just merely talking right. here. But, but right. please continue. But, but right where you're at is that change, you know, you a company that size loses, like you said, 50% of their their sponsorship money. That is a huge, that is beyond the word game changer. Yeah. I mean, that that puts that company in a huge financial bind and the people that are employed there. Mm-hmm. So, Chip does what he has to do for his business, for his team, for his organization, and okay, sorry, sorry about your luck, Kyle. Yeah. You know, go do your thing, do whatever. But he's got to cut him loose. He's got to, yeah. because his back was put against the wall. Yep. Now, does that say that Kyle Larson doesn't drive in the Cup Series ever again? No, it doesn't. But he won't drive for Chip Ganassi. Well, he won't drive for Chip Ganassi. He won't drive in until, 2020. Yeah, in 2020. And, and and I'm not saying he will never be back in the Cup Series. What I am saying is he ain't getting it back in a Cup car anytime soon. What the economic no. uh, turmoil we're getting ready to have in this country is is going to stop a lot of people from doing a lot of different things. But fact of the matter is, um, there's not a whole lot of companies that are going to be willing to come right out of this economic downturn and take a gamble with big money. On, on somebody like, like Kyle Larson. And, and, and i I, I got to believe that there's companies out there salivating about getting his talent. But we got to have enough time right. to get through between his apology, which did not, did not resonate well with, with most people, to him getting through his programming of uh, sensitivity training and, and other cultural training that he, he's going to have to take. And then enough time for him to show that he's, he's learned his lesson He's contrite. He's a different person. That's not part of his vernacular and, and move on. Those things have timelines that aren't X, Y, Z. You know, um, you, you can say, you know, a month is 30 days. A week is seven days. You can't say how many days it takes for something like this to be, to, to be, to be moved on from. We, America is an extremely forgiving country. If you come forward yep. and you apologize and you admit to what you did wrong, and you make changes so that you eliminate the possibility of that to happen again, then you're going to be okay. Uh, Bill Clinton got a blowjob in the office from a fucking intern and stayed president. Uh, there's been all kinds of different shit that happens in this country, and, and although Bill Clinton wasn't even sincere when he gave an apology, um, he went through hell, enough time went by, and we're like, okay, all right, Bill, uh, we kind of know who you are. He cleaned up his act as much as possible. At least he's not getting caught. But you look at all these athletes who have said dumbass things. And, and I mentioned on the show, Rob, you know, Miles Garrett saying that Mason Rudolph said the N-word, and, and Mike Tomlin came to his defense immediately. And Mike Tomlin, um, after, after Miles Garrett's ESPN interview came out, said, hey, Miles Garrett's a damn liar. Mason Rudolph is not that man of character. He would never say any of that word. He's, never, he's fine in our in our. Uh, in our locker room, and fact of the matter is, Miles Garrett is going to cost. If he doesn't shut his mouth and be honest, he might cost Mason Rudolph millions of dollars in free agency. This is what it all comes down to: companies and big time sports do not want that shit falling around. And Kyle Larson is probably no. a good guy. He made a mistake. He made a bad mistake, and he made a mistake that's going to cost him money, and he's going to have to pay the price. But fact of the matter is, uh, this, this is a this is a type of shit that. There's very few things that will will take a guy like Kyle Larson out of a cup ride, and I'll be damned if this is this is one of the top. I mean, 
This is one of them. A major fel- I mean, Kurt Busch took, got his ride taken away over uh, domestic abuse allegations and, 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 a, and, a, and a warrant uh, to talk to him. Uh, Kurt Busch didn't drive the damn Daytona 500. Kurt Busch missed two races, finally got reinstated because he went through programming. But Kurt Busch was also able to beat these charges and show that they were absolutely fucking false. But but after he went through his road to recovery program and went through his programming, they were like, "Hey, we'll we'll bring you. You, you can race. You can race NASCAR again." He, he'd obviously talked to his sponsors and told them what the story was. And his sponsors felt good enough that they were like, "Okay, well, we're, we're coming back racing with you." That's a diff- This is a different story with Kyle Larson. Um, he, very he, different. Very and and you know. Um, I hate to even say his fucking name, but that fat ass asshole on uh, on Sirius XM that blocked you, uh, um, Billy Bradley. <laughs> he used a dumb fucking word. I mean, this son of a bitch is such a fuckhead. I mean, everybody and their brother knew it wasn't anything alleged but what he did. But that dumb son of a bitch wants to come out here and say something alleged. There was nothing alleged about what Kyle Larson did. It was everything alleged what Kurt Busch did. Kurt Busch was alleged to have done something, didn't even have his day in court. NASCAR didn't give a shit. They, they suspended him immediately, and he missed a Daytona 500, a race that this yep. guy can win. He missed it over a bullshit lie because NASCAR had to do the right thing for their image. They had to do the right, right. thing for their sport. They had to do the right thing for their business. Doing this to Kyle Larson, I'm shocked at the people that think that this wasn't going to happen. There was, within four minutes of knowing, of watching the video, I knew Kyle Larson was done. I knew he would lose his ride. There was no way McDonald's was going to be on him. No way some bank was going to be on him. We talked about it. We talked about it Sunday night, Billy Bradley. In our, in our group yeah. chat, we talked about it Sunday night. I hope nothing but the best for Kyle Larson. The silver lining is, is that he can learn from it. He is paying as dear a price as anybody who has ever said that fucking word. He is paying yep. that price. And fact of the and matter is, he's got a lot of good that he can do with this if he does it right, Billy. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, it's just like we said. We all, and Rob said it earlier, we all have done, I have, I've done something stupid today, I'm pretty sure. I just ain't thought about it yet. <laughs> yeah. We all do something. I mean, yeah. it, it's given. It, it's how yeah. you come out on the other end is what defies you. That's right, and 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 listen. I, there's there's nobody that I have talked to, and I've talked to many 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 people about this thing. I haven't heard one person say they hope Kyle Larson eats shits and die. They hope you know he never raises a not gap. one part. I've never heard it. No, nobody. That's not what anybody's saying. Everybody's saying he can't. He absolutely can't right now. He doesn't have sponsors, and and Chip Ganassi can't keep him on regardless of the sponsor money. I he, I mean that was the thing. He was suspended without pay immediately, probably because uh, McDonald's called him at 6 a.m. on Monday and said, what are you doing? And Chip Ganassi probably said, the first words out of Chip Ganassi's mouth was, well, he's suspended without pay already. I mean, I, you, I mean, Chip Ganassi's not stupid. You have to – you have to – every – You have I gotta, to do Yeah, I, I've got a conduct clause in my fucking um, employee handbook, Billy Bradley. I've got 12 employees. Not only do I have a conduct clause – I have a social media clause as well, just like every other fucking company in America. I don't know where these dumbasses on Twitter think that it's um, fucking illegal to fire somebody for what they say. No, it's absolutely um, it is a, a right of an employer to find somebody. I don't want any Cleveland Brown fans working for my fucking company, Billy Bradley. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just absolutely, in, in the workplace environment, uh, you can say whatever the hell you want to, but you're going to have consequences for it. And and, and part of his vernacular, I want to see him grow from this. Uh, my guess is it's a, he's 27. He's got to be smarter than that. He, he absolutely has to be smarter than that. And my guess is, Billy Bradley, that he's absolutely positively going to not only get through his programming, he's going to become uh, uh, an, an absolute warrior for educating others because I think that's the kind of person he is. He fucked up. He has some bad habits. And, and hey, he wouldn't be the first superstar, Billy Bradley, to have a bunch of people around him that won't tell him the fucking truth. How many people, how many rock stars have we seen that have, you know, people around them the whole time taking all their money or letting them, you know, shoot heroin uh, and watching the people that they love just kill themselves because they don't want to ruin a good thing? 
Uh, I mean, it, it's wow. just, Kyle Larson, it, it, this is not a Kyle Larson issue. It is a human issue. It is, a, it is something that just because he said the, the, the N-word, it could be one of a thousand different things that every person on the planet has to battle on a daily basis. I don't have any ill will towards towards Kyle Larson. Rob Lopes, have you heard anybody in the garage say anything that they fucking hate Kyle Larson because what he did or they wish that some bitch would die or anything terrible like that? No. Uh, I mean, the chatter that obviously that, you know, me and some of the other people that, you know, work on different teams and different parts of the garage, I mean, it's just like, man, can you believe what happened? Like and and it's basically just like man, can you believe he would he that this happened and you can can you believe that he said this and it's like, you know, he's gonna pay the price for it, you yeah. know and like you said before, there's no allegedly involved. It was heard. Yeah. It was, you know, it was the for lack of a better phrase, it was the the smoking gun was in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's and he's gonna pay the price for it. Is he going to learn from it? Absolutely, because, you know, and this is one thing that we can all attest to, is the best learns are, the best lessons learned are usually the hardest ones. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's a hard lesson for him. It, it'll be a hard lesson for him. It'll be a long road. And the other thing I was thinking about while you were talking was, you, you mentioned, you know, the America, the United States of America is known for second chances. Yeah. You know, we'll, you'll get your chance, and you'll get a chance to better yourself or to prove yourself again once you know things happen and you you mentioned a week a month whatever time heals all wounds yeah old adage yeah how much time really hard to say yep could be could be a couple months could be a year who knows yeah could be longer you don't know but if he handles himself the right way and he does the things he's supposed to do then you know yes the the big question is again is is there a Fortune 500 company willing to put their money behind him once he comes out on the other side of it? Yeah, I, I'm going to be you honest know, with you. I, I may be. Um, I'm sorry. I'm backing up my truck in a construction zone, and um, you're going to hear a beep here just for a second. But I I I honestly believe that not only will Kyle Larson come back from this that Kyle Larson's going to come back from this with a vengeance. I think he is so – I think he's – and listen, the shock of what he's done, um, uh, Billy Bentley, we'll talk about your personal situation here soon, but I, I have been fired from one job in my fucking life, and, and I fucking felt like shit and cried for two days. And then after two days, I said, you know what? I'm going to make this the best thing that ever happened for me, not fucking to me. Uh, and I did. And Kyle Larson is a com- – Fierce competitor, okay? He's going to do the same thing. I think he'll come back better. I think he'll come back um, hoping to show everybody that he's not that person that he displayed on his Twitch stream. I think that um, we got a Cinderella story in the making. I don't think his story is done is what I'm trying to say. I think he has the the ability to make it big. What's that? Look at Kurt Busch. Like, he had to go through that road to recovery program. Even though he didn't do anything, he still – completed the program and like he has turned his like Kurt Bush used to be a prick to see the interview like he would go off on reporters now he does it he does his interviews and smiles like so you know it helped him Billy that's a perfect example uh yeah. he went through there he, he was I mean listen he I always like Kurt Bush because he was always consistent now people always think like well, he's an asshole I'm like yeah but you never had to guess what where he was today He's a prick. Always. He's a prick. I mean, I, I can deal with guys like that because I know I know where I'm where I'm at with them. I don't have to wonder. I wonder what he thinks of me. And who gives a fuck? He's a prick. And I but I always rooted for him because he was always the same. Now I'm not a, I'm not Doctor Jerry Punch. <laughs> I'm not an NASCAR reporter. He treated everybody with a <laughs> seemed like 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 he was you know very harsh. But he went through that program, even though it was bullshit. The reason why he went through it. He went through it, Billy, and he came out the other side a changed person and a better person. Yep. And, and and I have no doubt. Listen, I, I don't. I'm not a Kyle Larson fan. Um, I, I I don't like the fact that you know he wished he would win, um, you know, the Chili Bowl instead of the Daytona 500, and he says stuff like that. But at the same time, I also appreciate the fact that he doesn't, you know, sugarcoat where his first love is. But I, so I don't. I don't hate him. I don't like him. He's just kind of another racer to me. But 
Um, I, I literally, I'm pulling for the guy to come through this and to figure this thing out and become a better person, become a better, you know, husband, father, neighbor, employee, you know, whatever that, whatever he is. Just because, to be bluntly honest with you, any of us at any time can be caught at a bad moment and and feel like shit and be embarrassed. And and the fact yeah. of the matter is, he is he. It, it would have been nice if he would have you know taken this upon himself to fix this before it became an issue. But if anybody listening to this podcast or who has been listening to the story or watching this story unfold, if you've got a fucking issue and you don't think it's going to come up, you are sadly fucking mistaken. Take some time during this damn COVID quarantine and, and do some, some reflection. Uh, and I'm not saying you got to be a saint. We're all going to sin. We're all, we're all sinners. I'm not, there's, there's nobody walking among us with, without sin. But fact of the matter is, this should be a learning lesson for everybody who possibly comes in contact with this story. This is a young man who had everything, Billy. He had everything going for him. Billy, we haven't even talked about Rob Lopes. We haven't even talked about the fact that he was a free agent. I, mean, I guess he still is a free, I guess he's a free agent now. Um, but he's, well, he's, about, he, he's just a free agent a little earlier. Yeah, he's a free agent a little <laughs> earlier. But this is the biggest free agency since Dale Jr., and, and Dale Jr. was a free agent back in 2005. So think about that. It's been 15 years since we've had a free agent out there that's been this big. And um, uh, and I and listen, you might say Kevin Harvick. Well, Kevin Harvick announced where he was going. And he, he, shit, he didn't even wait until free agency was over. He said, I'm going to race for Stuart. I'm going over here. So it's, this is why I say this is the biggest free agent move in 15 years. Uh, it could have been, and and it's and it's lost over over um, you know something that he said so seamlessly, and he's going to have to learn a hard lesson. I think he's going to be fine. I I really hope he comes out, and I hope he I hope he does well. Um, and and I, I'm I'm rooting for him to come back and be a positive influence on because I think I think his thirty for thirty story, Billy, um, when it's said and done, this I hope this is the bottom. I hope this is the bottom, and I hope he comes out from it. Because we can look at two people right now. We can look at a guy like Jeremy. Let's look at three people. Jeremy Mayfield, Kurt Busch, and we can look at A.J. Allmendinger. And, or, or now we can, look at, um, we can look at Kyle Larson. If Kyle Larson, Larson looks at those three people in front of him, Jeremy Mayfield, Kurt Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, um, two of those situations are good situations to be in. One of those yep. situations is sad as fuck, Billy Bradley. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think he's got yeah. an excellent opportunity. There's not one team in the garage that wouldn't welcome – I mean, there's not one team in the garage, and there's probably only 10 or 15 rides in the cup. Maybe, no, maybe 10 rides in the, in the, in the, cup, in the cup series that, that they're like, no, nah, we're good. We got somebody in that car that we're going to stick with. Billy, I, there's 40 cars in NASCAR. Uh, I think there's 30 cars right now that would love uh, to have a guy like Kyle Larson in there, and maybe more. Um, so let, let's hope the best for, for Kyle Larson. I think who we really need to start worrying about, Billy, is some of these dumb fucking fans that don't know how to read, for Christ's sakes. Um, I mean, they're giving poor old Bob Pockris uh, uh, and, and Jeff Luck shit for reporting what the hell the news is, Billy. I'm saddened. I quit reading comments underneath here because, uh, Rob Lopes, have you read any of the comments under any of these stories or, uh, these writers have been posting? A few here and there. I'm, I mean, I've, I've honestly, I haven't sought it out. I'm just I'm scrolling through timelines on social media, and, you know, and I see something, okay, what was, and I, I like to click on replies to see what the feedback is from certain people. Yeah. And, there's a there's some people out there that really got up on their soapbox about it and were just giving Larson hell, giving Bob Pockers hell, giving all these people all kinds of hell for reporting on this, for saying this. You you know, of course, you know they're going to defend this. You're going to wash it away. No, yeah, I'm sorry, I disagree. Yeah, you well, know, and and I, I I wonder, I really wonder if this people that are so vocal about it are really fans of the sport. Yeah. That's my point. Vocal about something to be vocal about on it. 
Yeah, yeah. that's because exactly why. Yeah, you're exactly you right. Know, I, I started replying to several of them like, dude, shut the fuck up. That's their jobs. And then I got to thinking like, do these people even know like who Bob Pockerce is? I mean, do they know he's a reporter for NASCAR and that's his job to report? Or are they just thinking or, Bob Pockerce? Or do they know who? Or do they really know who Kyle Larson is? Or do they exactly. just hear about it and now they just just they hopped on the bandwagon? And I and here again, I'm not. I'm not trying to wash away anything, and like like I said earlier, I'm not condoning any behavior. I'm not condoning what was said. I'm not trying to wash away what was done. All I'm saying is, is if you're just jumping on this to jump on it, yeah. why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, like I you said, Bob Pockers and motorsports, the motorsports media, their job is to report on things that happen in the motorsports world. And you know yeah. what? This yeah. is something that happened in the motorsports world. Yeah, so they're, so they're reporting on it. That's all there is to it. That's, That's all there is to it. A few years ago, Bob Pockers was spending every damn morning at the courthouse digging up court records on Patricia Driscoll when all that shit was going through. Yeah. I mean, don't don't be. I mean, Bob Pockers is. I mean, they all are, but Pockers seems like to me that he's one of the hardest working guys. You, you hear all the other reporters talk about Bob's always the first one in the garage. I mean. Yeah. That well, pisses me off when I see that. Here's something that the NASCAR reporting, that the NASCAR fan base should be should be ecstatic about. It, it is NASCAR is, is the the one sport where the I would say all of the media members are they don't give a shit about team. They're there to report what happens because there's 40 of them out there. It's not NFL where each team has their own beat writers, okay? Um, Hendrick Motorsports don't have their own beat writers. You've got NASCAR writers. When, it doesn't matter whose article you read. They're, they're rarely slanted one direction or the other. Uh, this ain't Sirius XM, which is bullshit. It's all it's Chinese propaganda as far as I'm concerned. You've got to be a fucking asshole and an idiot to listen to that shit on a, on a, on a consistent basis. But you, listen, you read any article put out by any national media member for NASCAR, and you're going to get the story. You're, go, you're going to get the facts. And that's what Bob Dockers and all these people are putting out. It, it seems ridiculous to me that, that we still have ignorant people in America that can't fucking read. But uh, let's talk real quick about possible uh, – there's a list of five – candidates. Uh, Ross Chastain is, is the obvious pick. You know who else might be a good pick for over there, Billy Bradley? Now, hear me out, Billy Bradley. Um, Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is another asshole as far as I'm concerned, and I damn sure don't root for that little prick, but I can tell you this. When he's got a good equipment underneath him, he's pretty good. Now, he's not young money good, but Bubba Wallace is pretty good if he gets some good equipment. Chip Ganassi Racing is definitely better than Richard Petty Motorsports. Bubba Wallace is a free agent. Um, I, I could see a, an interesting twist where you put an African-American in the car that just lost his rider because he said the N-word, but I think Bubba Wallace is not a terrible idea. Daniel Suarez, I don't, I don't think Daniel Suarez is a – I mean, I just, I'm not – he's been given great opportunities, Billy, and great cars, and he hasn't done shit with them. But he's available. Right? I mean, I, he's available. I, the big one that I might be going after is John Hunter Nemechek, or, or, and to a slightly less degree, maybe Corey LeJoel. But I think John Hunter Nemechek has got a lot of upside to him. He's got a name to him. He's won some races. He's, I mean, I, I don't but, – but the list is short, guys. I'm, Rob Lowe, Billy Bradley, you think – is there anybody else out there you think that might, you know, come over there? I mean, I know there's Clint Boyer, I think, in the last year of his contract, but I'm not sure that's a direction – Chip Ganassi wants to go with somebody on the edge of their career. They've already got, um, you know, Kurt Busch over there. You guys got any thoughts on that? I think myself personally, I think Ross Chastain's a shoe-in because, yep. like, you know, he, I mean, he's actually, if he, he'll, if he does go over to the 42 when we get back to racing, Ross has a chance to, to be eligible for the playoffs because he's competed in every racetrack. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would think that he's absolutely the, the way. I mean, and I know Rob <laughs> Rob probably doesn't know because there's not a lot of information going out there, but Rob, uh, Chastain is currently driving for Rob's team. 
I did see they are they had contacted Biffle to come back just yeah. in case. I had seen that as well. Um, Rob, you got any thoughts on what might happen there, one way or the other? Or well, conjecture or what? I the names you mentioned are all solid, very solid possibilities. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now, obviously, that 42 is not going to sit fallow once we come back. Sure. And I don't say if we come back, it's when we come back, because we will. Yeah. And it will yeah. probably, you know, I it might not be next week or the week after, but we're coming back. Yeah. We will, and, and all sports will come back one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It might take some time. You know, other sports will be out of season. Our season is so damn long, yeah. it gives us the opportunity to to do what we need to do and I, and in all honesty, I think our sport is is flexible enough that we can handle uh, an altered schedule and go later than our normal. Like we could we could run in, you know, end of November, December. We can do it because sure. our sport's flexible enough. The venues are flexible enough. Um, those names you mentioned, I I agree with Billy that I think Ross is probably the he's probably the leading candidate. One, he's, I mean, he's an up-and-coming, he's very talented. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten to work with him for a few weeks, and it has been a great experience working with him. He he is very sharp. He he knows what he wants. He communicates very well. And and that's exactly what you need in, in a cup ride. And the 42 car is, you know, it's, it's, it's a premier seat. You know, it's yeah. it's you're getting good equipment. You are you are a proven winning team. It, it is a coveted seed. It's you know, it's not like well, it's a ho hum ride. No, it's not a ho hum ride. It is yeah. a top notch ride. Yeah. And whoever gets in there will have a chance to showcase their skills. Yeah. Well, the good thing is is that um, uh, there's some decent candidates out there. And regardless of who gets in that car, it's going to be a good ride. And it's a very coveted ride. It's a very coveted car. And I don't wish anything but but the best for Chip Ganassi Racing. I think it helps all of us if it's a 42. Uh, I can't imagine being a team member over there, Billy, and learning that your guy that you go to battle with is has made such a mistake and, and all of a sudden he ain't your teammate anymore. Um, that's yeah. a, that's, a, that's us. Um, I mean, there, there's nobody, like I said earlier, there's nobody that's happy about this. Nobody. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't matter what color you are, what team you root for, and there ain't nobody that's jumping up for joy. Yay, Kyle Larson got fired for saying the N-word. I mean, that's, that's we didn't want to have to deal with that, but here we are. We're going to deal with it like, like adults do, like a, like like good people do, like Americans do. There's consequences. We're not going to – nobody wants to see any harm done to Kyle Larson. We all want him to grow and be a better person. But um, this is – he's got to pay the piper for, for what's happened. And, and I'm hopeful that one of these guys that gets in this opportunity, Billy Bradley, nothing would be better as far as I'm concerned. Somebody else went in the 42. Um, I mean, it would – I think it would go to heel a lot there on that – Chip Ganassi racing team, but to see the 42 in victory lane would, would not be a bad thing. Cinderella story for whoever gets in it. Maybe they're, I mean, it, to me, with a guy like Ross Chastain who lost, I mean, late January, two years ago, Billy, he was going, uh, he was going racing with DC Solar, only to find yeah. out that DC Solar was uh, a, a company who had embezzled and lied about billions of dollars. And, uh, hey, what team, what team was that he was going racing with again? Chip uh, Ganassi Racing, brother. Okay, that's what I thought. I just yeah, Chip Ganassi Racing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it, what, what better way for, for him to come back? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying better way because that's not the way I wanted him to come back. But, I mean, let's look at Ross Chastain's story. Um, you know, he could get a cup ride after he had one lost over a sponsorship. And this is, I, I mean, I just, this is, there's too many positives that can come out of this story. And that's what I think it's time for us as, 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 as people and fans of the sport need to focus on. We've spent plenty of time talking about the negatives. The penalties have been doled out as they have been. There's no more time. After this conversation, we, we, we need to stop talking about the penalties for Kyle Larson and and start uh, the, the blessings for Kyle Larson that he's able to give come moving forward. 
if he does his right thing, my guess is, uh, I mean, I just got to think, a guy like Tony Stewart, who would probably love to have um, uh, another dirt racing guy over there. I don't know who who, who else Kyle Larson go race for and still race, race dirt. But Tony Stewart stepped on his pecker um, more times than, than anybody in, in NASCAR, at least in, in recent memory, for Pete's sake. And my guess is he's going to pull him together and say, hey, let's figure out a way we can get you back in. Let's. I've made mistakes. I've come back from them. We've done these things. Um, here, we're gonna, let's lay out a plan to get your life back on track. I mean, I think it's going to take something like that. I guarantee multiple people have reached out to him, and, and I've got nothing but um, uh, I'm 100% certain that Kyle Larson is going to come back a better person and, and maybe even a better driver. And let's, let's hope that's the case. Billy, did you see where um, NASCAR laid off 15% of his workforce? Actually, I, let, me, let, me, let me backtrack. Um, they didn't lay off 15% of their workforce. They eliminated 15% of their workforce. They cut jobs. And we knew this was coming. We've talked about it many times before, Bill are, Bradley. But Are you talking – you're talking NASCAR or, or yeah. SMI? Because SMI made some changes also. Well, I believe there's which, – which, which we talked about earlier when it comes to Bristol Motor Speedway. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, let me clarify. That's, that's a good thing. I do need to let – me, let me clarify this thing right here because I think um, – ah, God damn it. I think you're right now, Rob, that I, that I said that. Um, I do know – the at while you're looking, uh, SMI properties laid off quite a few, and I think here at the local track in Bristol, you know, I think I read somewhere or maybe the local news reported that there were 16 full-time jobs cut from Bristol Motor Speedway okay. in general. Yeah, you're, and, you, know, you're, you, can't, you guys are right. There can't be – I wouldn't think they would hire – have a big full-time staff as a anyway. You know, I know they – hire a lot, you know, when race weeks and, you know, yeah. uh, events come in. So that's well, a big cut. Well, it's bigger than that. I mean, it's big at Bristol for sure, but the fact of the matter is um, it was Speedway Motorsports. Um, what what happened was that they, um, they shut down four weeks ago, okay, but they eliminated 180 positions across all departments at all their speedways. Um, and they so think about that. They cut 180 positions. I think they only had like what when they when they merged in 2018. I think Bob Proger said they had 780. So they took out a significant chunk of their workforce, Billy, that has been eliminated. They furloughed 100 employees. Um, so 280 people that were there on Monday didn't show up Tuesday. 180 of them are never coming back. Now there may be some opportunities for outsourcing. You know, they may be hired as a, you know, as a, as a 1099 employee. There's a couple other things. I'm not privy about it. I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about it. But when you eliminate 180 jobs when you only had 700 and some to begin with, uh, this was something that was already probably in the works. And they were probably hoping to get through this season um, as there was some changeover, as there was, you know, maximizing some efficiencies. We've seen a lot of, a lot of you know, properties be bought up and swallowed up and that sort of thing. Uh, we know that, that NASCAR is buying tracks left and right and that sort of stuff. But I, I can tell you right now, when you, when you cut 180 positions in a 700-position um, company, this is something that you didn't do in four weeks. This is something you've been working on for months and months and months. So I, I hate to see that it, it happened like this, but – just like you don't give sponsors a reason to, to think about whether they should be in a sport or not, unfortunately, this the virus that we got going on and the shutdown and the economics, it, those 180 positions are gone now. An additional 100 um, have been furloughed. And, and this is, I mean, Billy Bradley, um, I think you can speak very well to being furloughed as uh, it just happened to you, didn't it? did it not? Yeah, it, I mean, it's on its way uh, probably – the rumor is this is their last week. You know, they started off by at first was they did 75 just about a month ago, and they did 50 a couple weeks ago, and now this time there's 326 of us, which only going to leave like 20 to 30 people inside the factory right now. So I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, this is times that 
none of us has never seen before. So we we got to get this country back up and running to to get these jobs back. We absolutely got to get the country back up and running, but we got to do it correctly. We just can't right. open the fucking doors and send everybody back out there because you know I had this discussion with my wife. Just like wife, our neighbors are doing right here across, the, pretty much right across the street from my house. Like yeah. these jackasses are wanting to open it up at the end of the month, and here we are. I can literally throw a rock and be in Tennessee, and here we are, you know, fifty feet. And they're saying still June the 10th with a possible two-week extension. So something doesn't add up to me. This isn't going to be ended in Texas. We, we, we are going to hit the peak here in Texas probably next week. Um, so we're at the peak, which means we got to come down. And I know people are getting restless. My wife has been uh, quarantined. I, I haven't I haven't traveled out. of. I'm, I was in Texas when this shit dropped down. And I've got a 92-year-old father that, uh, Billy, you know in my text, my, my dad's ready to give up. He, he's 92 yeah. years old. He just, I, I personally believe that he had um, he had the coronavirus in December. That's what I personally believe. Uh, but we can't get him a test to find out if that's what the case is. But I, I, I don't, I, I haven't seen my dad um, in, in months. I haven't seen my family in going on 37 days. Uh, it's because I'm trying to do my part. I'm not getting on a fucking plane and flying up there to see my dad. Um, I'm 50. I mean, I, I, I'm not old as shit, but I'm old enough that I gotta I gotta use my fucking head. You don't think I want to be out there doing something? I, hell, um, I damn sure want to be out there. But we can't beat this thing if we're all not doing the right fucking things. And it sucks and it's not fun. And I got people that are, uh, you know, people very close to me trying to figure out how they're gonna pay the rent and. How are they going to make $1,200 last for for 10 weeks and all this kind of stuff? We can do this. We can get past this. We can work towards this. We're a community of helpers. I have no doubt that we're not going to get past this, but this is something in the short term here that we're all going to have to deal with and we're all going to have ramifications. Yes, we want to go back racing. We want to go back to, uh, as Rob said earlier, whatever normalcy is. That's that's where we kind of need to go. But in this, in this meantime here, uh, nobody is immune to this. Absolutely nobody is immune to this um and 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 so you know i saw i don't follow him billy um and maybe you and rob know who he is but there's a a, a nurse um, who's a big jimmy johnson fan somebody some, michael palmer maybe or something like that did you see where jimmy johnson jumped on a on the horn with him uh, or on a, on a on a tv interview with him i haven't seen it Okay, do you know who I'm talking about? He's a NASCAR fan. He's got a, a, quite a big following, but he's a first responder. He's a nurse, and he's been working pretty much nonstop since this thing's come out, you know, trying to take care of everybody. And Jimmy Johnson got on the uh, – on the. they were interviewing him, and, and he knew he was a big Jimmy Johnson fan. Jimmy Johnson got on the on the TV and uh, side-by-side and, and thanked him and congratulated him. And the fact of the matter is we've got a lot of good that's happening in this country right now. If you choose to look at the bad stuff, you're only going to see bad. Well, we've got a lot of good that's coming out of this thing, and we're going to get past this. It's not the end of the world. Uh, it sucks right now, but we'll be okay. We'll get through this. It's just going to take a little bit of time. I- I'm damn sure not going to Tennessee when they open that son of a bitch up. Billy, you can go over there and do whatever the hell you want to, but um, <laughs> I'm not going either. I-, I think I'll wait just a little bit <laughs> just to make sure we're okay, and um, uh, and and then we'll we'll go from there. Um, but we got to race this weekend, guys. We're racing at. At Richmond um, this weekend, we're going. They're only having 30 entries, Billy. And after what we saw at, at Bristol, I, I think it's smart to have only 30 entries. Dale Jr. is not driving in it. He said, "Hey, there's guys that have sponsors out there right now that are running the track, and I think it's appropriate for them." Billy, I think that was the right move. What do you think about it? I 100% agree that it was the right move that Dale Jr. made, but I still think. Ever, I saw where Michael McDowell was wanting to race in it and was signed up to race in it. Has sponsors had committed to race in it and they're not letting. I yeah. think that's the wrong move. I think that's the wrong move too. Um, uh, Rob Lopes, as somebody who's in the sport, knowing we're going back racing this week, I'll be honest with you, not having an I race on Sunday. Um, it really felt weird. I, I know it's it's it was Easter and all that, but I, I, as much as I don't I'm sorry like that it. I laughed out loud right there. Yeah. This is coming from the guy who said I ain't watching this crap. It's a damn video game and blah yeah. blah blah. And, yeah, 
I'm sorry that that just struck me very funny. Well, I'd like to at least be able to have some. I'd like to read the, my Twitter timeline. I've watched plenty of races in the past on Twitter, and but I I, I miss watching a race, whether it's an odd race or or a real race, uh, at least on Twitter. And it felt weird. And I'm glad we're going racing again this. Uh, I'm glad we're going racing again this fall, real quick, because I, I got to end this podcast. But let's talk about the Richmond racetrack while we got a second. The Richmond racetrack has not produced great racing like it has in the past, Rob Lopes. And um, and can you? I, I, but I was anxious to get there because we got a new short track package. It seemed to be seemed to be pretty good. I, I, and I know we're excited yeah. to get there, but I think that short track package is going to be a lot different than what we've seen there the last couple of years. Is that? Are you are you trending towards that way, Rob? I I think you are exactly right because I think what we saw in Phoenix went to better, you know, a better short track, better short track action. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix and Phoenix and Richmond have traditionally been very similar. Yeah. Traditionally, um, so I think you would see I think you would see good racing there this time as well with the with the compromise that has been made as far as. Uh, the rules, the rule package goes as far as our cars go. Yeah. Um, it is a shame we're not going. I like racing there. I like racing Richmond. Um, yeah, I've always had a lot of fun there. Been fortunate enough to win there once, yeah. and I think it's that. That's one of those races that would have been really nice to, and and we'll get there. It, but yeah. yeah, from the i racing part of it, I don't understand. I mean, I get the whole limiting the field thing and what have you. Okay, but my Here's my thing is you've got a 36-car field when we're out racing. Why aren't you having a 36-car field now? And you know what? And Dale Jr. stepping aside, okay, smart business, smart business decision because he's a smart businessman. Yeah. And he's right. a And well, he's doing what he needs to do to push, you know, to have the cup cars in there that run that track, that run that series. I just uh, – but like you said, was it McDowell? Yeah, had yeah. had had sponsor lined up, and now he's not able to. Run. I don't under that really messes up. with my head there a little bit. That doesn't sound right. No, and I tell you what, I would like to see. And of course, this is all bullshit and conjecture, and everything I said I hated. I'm talking about right now. But if I was an i racing guy, I would have two fucking Richmond races if it was me. I'd have thirty of the Cup guys in there. And then I would have Dale Jr. and whoever the fuck else wanted to race in the second one, because that one's going to get as many viewers, if not Billy Bradley, than the one with all the cup drivers in it. Why wouldn't you just have two and get Dale Jr.'s name on that damn thing? Dale Jr. would race anyways. Put Dale Jr., Michael McDowell, uh, Daniel Suarez, Corey LaJoy, all the, whoever's not going to race in the other one, uh, in the big one, and put him in there and, and let's do something. But... The eye racing thing is is actually is giving us something to talk about. It's keeping it tan, uh, tangible. Billy Bradley, if I bet you, if three years ago I would have told you and Rob Lopes we'd all be talking about Twitch uh, it, it, like crazy, you guys would. I mean, I know what you guys would have called me because you've called me that shit before. But you damn sure <laughs> would have called me then right there. And here we are talking about Twitch streaming. Hundred percent. Yeah. I I would have never thought we would see this day that we're talking about video games. And here we are, uh, boys. <laughs> and here I we are. Run. Uh, I got I got stuff to do. I've got uh, to pick up my son. I haven't seen him in months, so I'm excited to see him. I got a big weekend planned. Excellent. Um, gonna, That's great. Gonna, Get ready to watch this. I am going to watch uh, the race uh, Sunday. Uh, I'm excited to that. We'll do a periscope right after it. Uh, I think um, our good of the community uh, should be nothing but take some time to do some self-improvement here over while we still got some, some COVID time left. I mean, whether it's getting in shape, um, uh, figuring out that uh, saying some words are hurtful, uh, like, like Rob said earlier, you know, is saying motherfucker really um, a better alternative uh, there's probably a lot of things that, that, that each of us, myself included, could probably work on and take some time to do some self-reflection. I think we should just do that because that's not just a let's just do it. That's a big thing, and we all could use that from time to time. You all agree with that, or what do you want to Agreed. do? Agreed. Agreed. Hey, right, and real quick, Dan, good. I got another one for you. Yeah. I got a real quick one for you. you. And you just touched on it as far as we've got this COVID time and we're able to do things, and the big talk has been about when we get back to normal. And I was thinking about this while I was out getting my friend there, and I thought about it. I said, you know what? We have an opportunity, every one of us, 
has an opportunity to reset our normal. We can make our new normal different. We can make our new normal better. And we have the opportunity to do it because we, whether we know it or not, we've been given a chance to reset everything. Yeah. And we can, we can figure out what's important, how important, you know, you know what, that text message while you're driving down the car isn't that important. Nope. It's really not. It's yeah. really not. Sometimes a phone call right after dinner is important. Or, you know, hey, what do I want to, what do I want to do in my life? What do I want to see in my life? What do I want to see in my community after all this has happened? What can we do to be better? Yeah. And we have a chance to reset our new normal. So, you know what, normal is going to be, hopefully normal is a lot different and it's a lot better. I, I agree. Um, Billy Bradley, uh, we know that your, your layoff is coming. It's not a if, it's a, it's a when type of thing. Um, you've been through this before. Um, I mean, most of us have been through this before. Uh, I know you're, you're more worried about other, the older guys that have need that uh, medical insurance and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, you're, we're praying for you, brother. We, we, we know you're going to come. Yeah, man, for sure. Guys. Um, yeah. and, and I know you're going to be okay, but, uh, I mean, damn, uh, turkey season's almost over. Shit. You're going to have to find something else to shoot. <laughs> yeah. We may go, I may start coming to Texas and look at some chickens. Hey, hey, listen, let me tell you something. We'll look at chickens and we'll shoot some whiskey. God damn it. I can promise you that. Shit. That won't be any problem. <laughs> <laughs> we shoot whiskey all day long with my chickens. They love that. Uh, yeah. Listen, for Rob Lowe, for Billy Bradley, this is Dad O. Y'all be safe and let's have a good race this Sunday. What y'all say? Heck yeah. That's Let's great. do it. Hell yeah.